Jordan, coming out of Springfield. Happy to be here. Man, it's great to see everybody this evening. It's great to have you here uh, listening to the Intentional Dangerfield podcast. Appreciate it. Um, it's, a, it's been a very busy weekend. I don't know about you guys and the listeners, but I had a full plate all weekend. Man, um, starting with Saturday. Saturday was a, a busy day for us. Uh, we got up early. It was nice and hot in the capital city. Mm-hmm. Um, the Route 66 uh, auto show was downtown. Yeah. Something me and my son, uh, we go to every year. Um, didn't fail this year either. We was there. A lot of cars, a lot of sun. Um, I don't know. They you guys ever there? been there? Yeah, they had some food. Uh, we didn't partake in any. You know, we ate lunch before we went down there. <laughs> but... Uh, Brung the water, water bottles, had Gatorade on deck, mm-hmm. backpack, so we was ready to go. You guys ever been? Actually, uh, no, I haven't, and I've lived here for my whole entire history. Pretty much, man, they, they shut the whole downtown area down and line it up with cars, man, cruising and those type of cars, old school, Route 66 cars, people that own the vehicles are just sitting on the side and sitting on the, uh, like the sidewalk behind the vehicles, mm-hmm. coolers, just hanging out, mm-hmm. drinking beer, talking old car talk. Lo- loitering. They was definitely loitering. Matter of fact, they shut down downtown. They couldn't even move nowhere because they was loitering so much. Now, I don't know if we can loiter like that. You can't do that. <laughs> I don't know. I always get caught in the traffic. I, you know, where they be lining up and stuff, I always get caught in the traffic. Um, so i never been myself, but, yeah, I always get caught in the traffic. Yeah, I, I do need to go check it out, though, because every time it does come around, my my wife is like, let's, you know, go check it out, and something else will hit. Always Definitely. It's something to do. That's exactly how it started. It's something to do with the family, free. Um, like I said, you can pack up. You can take a picnic lunch. Mm-hmm. You can be Yogi Bear and Boo Boo. Take the family <laughs> out, have some picnic baskets. You don't have none, go find some. Right, you right. know, yeah, something like that. But yeah, a good, you know, good hour, hour and a half. Get a little exercise, see the sights, and uh, yeah, I hear that. You know, support the Route sixty six. Auto show. Mm-hmm. Man, in addition to that, so that was Saturday, and that was probably the most fun thing that I did right. then. Right. You know, so fast forward to Sunday. Like I said, I had family over, and my my sister was here in town because my uncle, he was running in, actually he was competing in the, the Senior Olympics held at Robin Roberts Stadium right oh, next to Lanphier. For what? What was he doing? So he was... He had three events. He canceled one. They canceled one of them, but he was in the one hundred meter relay, uh, run uh-huh. and the the four hundred. He was going to do the two hundred, but that event fell through for some reason. Mm. My man took gold in both of them. What? Man, yes, he did. Awesome, Sixty six. I don't know. Sixty six years old. Sixty six years old. I don't know if you guys are aware of how the Senior Olympics is ran. But to me, it seemed like the heats and the way they grouped the com- competitors mm-hmm. were like 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds, 70-year-olds. So decade by decade, uh-huh. for example. Man, 
I was I was surprised. Wow. There was some people there that were game and would serve your serve you lunch today. That's crazy. I was amazed. There was at least four male athletes, two male or two female athletes that I knew would give me trouble in a race. What? Right now. That's crazy. They had a hundred and one year old man oh. running the hundred meter dash. Wait, time out though. Time out. Time out. How many contestants was in the hundred and up? He was grouped with others because he was the He was the only one. He was the Lone Ranger. Golly. Man. That's crazy. <laughs> I was about to say, how hey. many are there? Hey. My uncle, like I said, both races he won, they were photo finishes, though. Straight wow. up. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. To the wire. And we have that here in Springfield? Yeah. Man. No way. We got to go to that. We got to see that. Yeah, I never, I never <laughs> even knew that. about it. Yeah, I, I didn't either. And, and to my surprise, that the, they had some athletes show up. That's wow. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I never would have thought. I never would have thought it either. But yeah, shout out to Uncle Les bringing home two uh, gold medals. Yes. Yeah. Like you were saying, you know. He it, balled out. It, it was inspirational to see people of that age still with the desire, still with the drive. Because they were taking this serious. They wasn't in there for no blue ribbons. Right. They wanted their medals. Yeah. Dang. They want that gold. Yeah. You know, I bet the energy in that place was something special. Man, they was they was like I said, it was it was it was inspiring. Man, that's awesome. It wasn't for joke. Nobody there was like being wheeled across nothing. Right. It wasn't a special Olympics at all. Right, Man. right. No. They was there. They were serious. Man. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't that's even awesome. know. I That's didn't awesome. even know. <laughs> well, man, I it's been a crazy week, man. And uh, I mean, I kind of want to just go straight for the hot topic. Go ahead. What you got? What's on your chest, <laughs> sir? What's on the topic of the evening? Well, I always, no matter what, I try. Oh, and I, I can't say no matter what. I always try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. It doesn't matter what everybody says because I know that I need to know the real thing. You know, I need to know what's happening for real. So, Donald Trump. Oh, man. Everybody calls him a racist all the time. I'm like, "Uh," you know, I try to give him the benefit of the doubt because everybody hates Donald Trump. Because... Do they? Does everybody hate him? Not, you know... (laughs) Because I don't know. Not everybody, but a a lot of the people that are in my circle and the people that are around me, they can't stand Donald Trump. He's a racist. He promotes racism. Me personally, I was like, oh, just give him a chance. And, And that's just me. But I heard that this dude was saying... Cats from the NFL who are sitting down during the national anthem, they need to be fired. Wow. Not only do they need to be fired, their owners should fire those sons of bitches. Mm. So if you're if we're breaking down what he said, he said more than what you just said. <laughs> because if I say your owner 
should fire oh, this man. son of a bitch. That he 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 triply that's a triple entendre for you. Mm-hmm. He he hit you with three ways he broke you down. For one, you got an owner. Right. He established that immediately. Not at your job, not where you work or who you work for. He said that was your owner. Then he already has a problem with you doing. That was the first one. The owner thing was the second one. Mm-hmm. And then he called you a son of a bitch. Mind you, if you a son of a bitch for kneeling, but them cats that just ran over that the person protesting in Charlottesville, there was good people on that side. There was good people on both sides, but that's how he represented. There was good people on both sides, but now you kneeling, you a son of a bitch. I can't believe it. So, my only hypothesis of this is people was right. Mm. I didn't I, I promise you I, I never was like man Donald Trump's race I just thought people were when going saying nuts when he, when he said anything about a wall that didn't give you any inkling of him being a total racist that's a, the most racist statement I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt I tried I understand that you know because just like Floyd Mayweather you only get to hear what the media is saying you don't get to actually see Floyd Mayweather the good stuff about mm-hmm. Floyd. You only hear what they want you to hear about right. Floyd Mayweather and it's like I didn't like Floyd Mayweather for a while mm. because it's like this is all I get. It's like oh you know he does this he has an attitude. So so I was like you know what I'm going to try to give Don Trump <laughs> Donnie Trump. I'm gonna try to give him, you know, the benefit of the doubt. And man, he just told me in my face. He told you everything you needed to know. So what? What are, what are you gonna do going forward? I, I I don't know. I just it, I'm shocked when I heard yeah. it. I was like, oh he oh he, it's about to go straight down. This is the closest thing that. And and you know it fueled all the ones who has been backing. Oh, this they love it mm, for sure. Oh, he. <laughs> How do you feel about that? You know, um, I I try to give everybody a chance. Um, I try to you know take a look in his shoes and try to fill his shoes and see what. You know, if I was in his shoes, how would I look at things? But to be honest with you, my opinion, um, I'm just totally blown from what I've been seeing. Um, this man is supposed to be the leader of our country. This man is supposed to be the leader of the people. And um, I just don't feel safe in my own country. Um, but before, you know, far that goes... I look at it as I need to make myself be successful so I don't have to leave on a man for my um, safety or for my right. stability. Um, I feel like if I put myself in a, in a power situation, what can I do to help change the world? What can I do to influence people? Um, so right now, I'm just, you know, my mind is blown. But I cannot say that I did not see it coming. I mean, I mean to to 
to piggyback exactly right off of that statement, I imagined it coming because I, I, I kind of foreshadowed it. It was, it was written, the writing was on the wall, so mm-hmm. to speak. I wanted to give him a benefit of the doubt, preparing for the worst, hoping for better. Right. But every day he seems to not, you know, disappoint. <laughs> he's going to be in the he's going to be in right. the news whether it's good or bad for one side or the other. He's coming in the news because usually he's tweeting something about something somebody said or he's Making fun of somebody. Mm-hmm. We talking about the NFL. Man, he just called the last person that we know of that was trying to create nuclear weapons huh. the Rocket Man. <laughs> and then the dude responded, "Well, he gonna pay for talking crazy." Mm-hmm. So I mean, on the aspect of being real, while people have a problem with the NFL and what uh, players do or don't do. There's bigger fish to fry with what the president is doing. He right. needs to pay attention and focus his mind on the things that this the the people of this country need him to focus on. And it's not sports. It's not sports. It's never been sports. Propaganda. Exactly. He needs to focus on mending bridges, not building walls. Right. He needs to focus on making <clears throat> better trade agreements instead of if you don't do this we're going to tax you on this and he you you can't run the business of the United States and the globe like it's your personal business because it's not right mm-hmm. he's been sent here as a representative of this entity he's not the entity right so he needs to somebody needs to get in his ear Lift that flap of hair up. <laughs> Holler at him in his ear on, on a real note because he's not the boogeyman. Right. Mm-hmm. There's real boogeyman out here. He ain't the boogeyman. Right. But you know, I, I think it's it's a strength of character. I think that we the people need to stop looking at him and look at ourselves because I feel like that all this that's going on, um, we're prepared for it. We're prepared for we prepare for this. You know, this would not be happening if we was not prepared for it. And I feel like we're prepared for it. I feel like that we're stronger than what we think we are. I feel that we can handle this. I feel like we are going to overcome this and this will pass. Right. Um, but this is a character test with us, you know, to really see um, ourselves and strengthen ourselves and move forward. This is an empowerment, believe it or not. Right. This is going to bring us together because we all disagree with this man is doing. But what are we going to do to come together to make our country stronger? What are we going to do? Well, uh, I don't know. And, 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 and just from my point of view, uh, I don't I don't I don't know if we could wholly do that because to me this is still fitting in the gladiator let's have you we're you know we're talking about you know the NFL mm-hmm. and he's tweeting and all this stuff stuff that is media based 
when whatever's going on in the background, to me, that is just, we're putting all type of stuff like, as a front to take our minds away from mm-hmm. this and not everybody. Some people are caught straight in this. Mm-hmm. You know, I my grandma, you know, and there's thousands of people who right. watch Fox News every day and mm-hmm. they're just yeah. stuck on it. And they everything that is on Fox News, that's what they believe and that's it. And it's like, I'm shocked, you know, those people right there, they might be in trouble mm. because they're only taking what is given to them and it, they're not even forced to tell the truth. They're only there to get ratings and those people scare me, mm. you know, a little bit because they're not fully, they're not stepping outside the box or, you know, outside of themselves and like, hey, let's really focus on what's going on because if the power turned out turns off you know <laughs> what you gonna do what are you gonna do what can you do right. you we've know? had these discussions before right hey what happens when you can't go to the store mm-hmm. that's true you still oh you got a car <laughs> i got gas in the car hey you go to the store ain't nothing in the store <laughs> yeah you go to the store and there's nothing in the store. Not because they've looted and rioted. It's because the truck never came. Mm. Ain't what no truck. Do, exactly. What do you do? How do you... What, what do you do going forward? Man, I, So there's, there's multi-levels to being ready and prepared. Mm-hmm. Are we really ready to answer... To try to answer some of that question? I don't think so. Absolutely I, not. I don't either. We've been... We've been conditioned not to be ready. Right. Mm-hmm. In addition to that. Man, not enough people, not not enough black people know anything about agriculture or anything, anything like that. I I was talking to somebody the other day that has a farm, lives around farmers, mm. and they told me some stuff like, hey, I know where all of my food comes from. Yeah. You know, I know where all of this comes from. I don't know. There, a lot of us don't know where your food. You know where the food comes from, right. and just like what we're talking about, what are we gonna do? We gotta learn some stuff. Mm-hmm. You definitely gotta learn some stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we we need to know how to be able to grow our own food in case we can't go to the store. You know what I'm saying? We gotta be able. Uh, I heard uh, Killer Mike talking about it. Killer Mike is a man. If you ever get bored with what you got anything doing, holler at Killer Mike. Mm-hmm. Killer David Banner. Man. Killer Mike, go ahead. Kill, Killer Mike was saying some stuff and people was getting mad. Don't get mad at what he's saying. He was saying get for real. He was like, can you hunt? Can you feel dressed? Do you process your food? No. You, no, you can't do any of that. Mm-hmm. So you're not ready for what We're you're not talking ready. about. We're not ready. And, and and so, man, you know, my wife was like, oh, I don't even know what I should go to school for. You don't got to go to school, but if you go go to school, try agriculture. You like to grow stuff. Yeah. You, you know, this ain't going to help. It, it, you know, you might not have a farm, but you're going to know how to get, get you one. You know what I'm saying? You don't know how to 
take care of all of that and teach others. Right. You know, wh- whoever's willing to listen. But, man, we're not taught in school to go farm. You no. know, we're not, not us. No. <laughs> you know, when, when, when have you ever anybody in your family, hey, you should <laughs> go check out agriculture. Right. Never. And they never even say that, even if your your grandma has a, a, a garden in her backyard. Oh. Mm-hmm. They never tell you to check out agriculture. Bro, mm-hmm. I, I, I never I, heard it. I didn't even... All I knew was 4-H. I was like, oh, they're going to be farmers when they grow up. You're right. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Mind you, you know, we come from a city school, but... Right. Whatever. We went to public school. Uh, and, and, man, this stuff ain't being taught. So, man, we got to we gotta wake up. You know, that that's, that's the key, man. And to me, it's just like the end of the Matrix. You know, Neo... <laughs> Tried his hardest, but he didn't. He couldn't overpower the system. So the only thing that you can do, because you can't, we we can't overpower the system. But what we can do is to help others. Mm-hmm. Agree to do that. Be Morpheus. Get you out. Mm-hmm. Get you unplugged. <laughs> and that's it. You yeah. know because you can't meet it. It's supposed to happen. And you know, and I, I you know. I, I not to be, you know, quote unquote religious, but I believe mm-hmm. the Bible and all that stuff is gonna it's gonna happen. It has to happen, you know. So we can't overpower we can't overpower the system at all. Right. You know? But we can help each other to be in the right place and position ourselves in the right spot to be able to survive and get to the next level. Because if you ain't ready you're gonna get ate up. It's gonna when Hurricane Katrina came, them people was boy. What's the name of it? Walking? It was the Walking Dead the walking episode dead. twenty. Yeah. It was the it's the Walking yeah. Dead. So yeah. you know we gotta you man. I might start learning martial arts. And and speaking yeah. of that, I'm glad you said that because man, last week I just uh, I, my son, we went to. Uh, Jiu-jitsu class. Awesome. Man, he took two classes. He's going three times a week. When I get some time, I'm going to start myself. For real? Man, it just makes sense. The stuff that they showed him the first couple minutes in class oh, yeah. was like, oh, man. I, oh, this, yeah. is, this is where I want to come. Because <laughs> right. they was teaching him, like, real things that <laughs> could apply at any mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And for... You know, to take this away for real quick and put it on my son. Man, my son, we play baseball, basketball. He's decent or above average in both. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm his coach, so he's usually in positions to succeed whatever he has to do. Something. That's awesome. So he likes it, but you can tell he's not driven by right. either of those. Man, took him into the class. He seen some kid he knew at school, so his face lit up. Man. Dude, he got on the mat. He was laser focused on what they were saying. He wasn't messing around. Mm-hmm. He was actually doing the technique. I was surprised. I was like, man, it looks man. like this dude's doing this, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> Other people come in, you know, 
long story short, I come to find out there's another instructor sitting next to me. And she's like, man, who's the little guy over here? I didn't even say anything because she wasn't really talking to me. She's talking out loud. Oh, she was right. like, man, it's good to see natural talent coming here. I, I thought the same thing when, like, when I seen him on the mat. I was like, man, he, he moving like he knows what he's doing. Right. Right. Long story or longer story shorter, man. The martial arts, I think we found something that, that he really likes. Uh-huh. Um, I like looking at it. I like watching it on TV. Yeah. I'm an athletic guy. Uh, I like combat sports as well. I'm getting involved, too. That's what's yeah, up, I man. That. For real. Yeah. You know, this this weekend for me was just so different. Um, it was so just eye-opening to me. Um, it taught me a lot this weekend. I had a birthday. September the 23rd. Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, 28 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Friday, um, I was just thinking, I was like, you know, man, I don't know what I'm doing for my birthday. Everybody calling me, hey, what are you doing for your birthday? And um, I didn't know because right now I'm building on a dream. Um, I'm actually chasing um, the NBA D League. Mm-hmm. Um, I have trials coming up pretty soon for that, and I'm training hard for that. And it's just things that I got to do. You right, know, I right. can't just go out and just have fun. But right. sooner or later, I am going to have fun. Right, you know? right. But it just taught me a lot because, um, you know, um, we really didn't have the money to spend like I wanted to for my birthday. But man, my girl, she treated me so much as a king. And it made me open up and realize important things that's around me that's positive. Man, she cooked me this amazing pasta dish, man. <laughs> it had sausage. It had shrimp. And her dad and them, you know, he's very big on food. So he gets, like, shrimp that's freshly shipped from the waters, you know, yeah. that comes freshly, you know, that yeah. comes out of the water. And, man, I tell you, it was an experience for me because, you know, where I come from, we have frozen shrimp. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, I never had um, never had shrimp that was fresh. And it was a different taste. And it was a, just a different lifestyle. So she fixed this dish for me, man. And um, I got gifts and things. But, man, just how my family treated me, The love on Facebook. Just the people surrounding me. It made me look like, it made me see that money didn't really matter. Right. I really didn't have to spend money to have fun, you know, just getting love and and showing that people care about me, you know, and it it, it uplifts me. So I told myself, I said, you know what, I'm going to enjoy this birthday with no worries because I'm happy. I'm happy because I see the love around me. I see the 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 encouragement, the uplifting. And, um, you know, a couple people asked me, they said, oh, man, you know, you're 28, you're old, you know, are you worried about 30? And I said, no, I'm not worried about 30 because, you know, I'm I'm, I'm 28 and I know that big things is coming for me. Right. We get, you know, um, confused. We Sometimes we get confused. Sometimes we get worried because we'd be like, oh, I'm reaching 30, you know, and this 30 <laughs> is a big number, you know, and I haven't reached my dreams yet, but I know that. I'm going to see my dreams, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried about reaching 30, but man, it was just amazing time that I had, amazing experience, and um, man, it was the best birthday I had, man. Best birthday I hey, had. Hey, man, well, you're blessed because I can tell you one thing. 
Uh, as, a, <laughs> as a darn near 40 year old hey, I'm telling you one thing my birthday it'd be like you, we was just talking about you wanna go out to eat yeah, yeah. and then that's it <laughs> I'd be like oh. so this birthday that I just had I was like man skip it I'm about to Initiate. I'm going <laughs> here. Right. And here. Right. Yeah. And I'm getting this. Did you did you buy anything? You did? <laughs> Why well, want this? Right. So now I know what I got for the budget. But, but, you, know, but you know, the, the piggyback off of this, a wise person told me, you know, I, I, I conversate with him at work all the time. He told me, he said, you know, um, you know, you have to show people how you want to be appreciated on your birthday. You're right. And I always take the the nonchalant, hey, you don't have to get me nothing. Hey, it's just another day. But no, it's not another day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not another it's day. not another day. This is a day I was born. Right. You know, right. this is a me seeing another year. I didn't even think I was going to see the year of 28 years old. You know, I really didn't. You know, the, the stuff that I've been through, the stuff that I've seen, you know, um, my best friend dying um, at the age of 21, you know, um, man, you know, I didn't think I was going to see 28 years old, but this year was, it's something, it was something different about it. The energy was different, man. Um, it was just something that, 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 that made me open my eyes and see that I don't have to go out here and spend money. To have fun, I could just have great people and a great positive atmosphere around me, and everything is gonna be all right. Yeah, that time is gonna come. Definitely, you know, as the statement goes, you know, when you have, you know, your mind, body, and soul, and and, and your friends and family, and all that's in sync and unified, you're rich. That's the definition of Man, rich. Agree. Not anything with currency or monetary value. Yeah, those type of things appease the the id, the ego, the the primal monkey that's right. still mm-hmm. operating in most of us. You know, that's what that takes care of. But the fulfillment of doing things with people that you enjoy and that enjoy you—that's mm-hmm. that's rich, man. It was such a great feeling. I you know I. I you know, I, I took a picture and I, I wanted took a picture and put it on Facebook because I, I just had to do it because as many years I didn't do it. As many years I let my birthday go by. And, um, you know, a couple of years ago, I was 400 and something pounds. Um, and it was a time where I didn't even take a picture on Facebook because I was ashamed of myself. It was I no lie. I still got the picture and I leave all the pictures that I have on Facebook. It was a picture that I took my senior year in high school in my mother's car mm-hmm. and I left it there. I left it there. It was there for the longest. Too it it was crazy. And um I was four hundred pounds and I didn't want to take another picture. I didn't want nobody to see me. I stayed in the house. I shuttered myself in because I did not want to go out into the world and people say, hey man, you gain weight. Um seeing my clothes didn't fit, different things like that. So you know, I never posted pictures. And I always looked at everybody said happy birthday, but I never commented back. Hey. So I said, you know what, this is the first time 
I'm going to post a picture on Facebook for my for my birthday. So I post, got my hair cut, posted a picture, and I was looking to see what kind of caption I was going to put. In. And um, I put it in, and the, in the, in the caption was was so touching to me. And I didn't think I was going to receive so many likes. I received over 120 likes, like mm -hmm. in just like that in 10, 20 minutes. And the caption said, you know, hey, you know, I'm happy to be 28. You know, it's crazy how God will make your enemies your footstool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's crazy. Yeah. Because I, because I, because people that I was into it with, people that did not like me, people that haven't talked to me for years, people that I got, me and my brother fell out just a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. And he even commented and said, happy birthday. Right. But it, it was just that scripture came to me. Because it was like, you know what? Why worry about your enemies? Why worry about you being hurt? Or God will make your enemies your footstool. Man, that's man right. I, I'm man. I, you know, it was just an amazing experience, man. <laughs> man, I mean, so that that story in itself, I mean, that's amazing to to for you to even be talking about what mm. you're talking about. Four hundred pounds. Oh man! And now you're trying out for the NBA. D League. Yes. Wow. Yes. I, I mean, mean, what do we? I mean, can, can, that is it's so amazing. Can you speak to that on a larger degree? You said you were how how how, how big were you at your at your maximum? Man, uh, my maximum I was four hundred and fifty pounds. So at four hundred and fifty pounds, what inside of you made you come here today? Um, man, you know. Are you asking what made me turn into the person that you are here right now? You know what? I, you know what? That that's a great question, Charles. Because um, you know, um, I was over my best friend's house, um, Billy, and um, you know, we we was all getting on the scale, and I used to lie about my weight because I didn't want people to know about my weight. So they used to be like, "How much you weigh?" And I say, "Hey, I weigh two eighty. You know, knowing that I did not weigh no two eighty, <laughs> right. right? And um, Man, you know, it was kind of harsh, but at the same time, it was a turnaround. They used to bring the scale down. They say, man, get on the scale. So, you know, I didn't want to get on the scale. And one day, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get on the scale, you know? Man, I got on the scale, and the scale said error. And you know when the scale say error, when you stand on it, that means that you weigh more than the scale can, can weigh you at. And they, I said, man, something, this scale is broken. You know, I'm getting mad, and they laughing. And they got on the scale, the scale would say their weight. Right. And right then and there, I said, man, I need to make a change. Mm -hmm. um, what made me really make a change was um, I was working at the car lot, Denison Ford in Bloomington, Illinois. And um, I was one of the top salesmen there. My first month, I got rookie salesman my first month being there. Um, I went to making, I was averaging making $10,000 probably every month. Uh, my biggest check, and I still have the check stuff for it, was $20,000 I made in one month selling 25 cars. Um, man, plus that was bonuses and everything, but it was it was crazy. But I ran into this guy, the owner of State Farm, and um, we got on the topic. We was talking about basketball, and he said, um, you know, what do you want to do with your life? And I told him, I said, you know, hey, um, I would love to play basketball. And he was like, um, really? He was like, man, you know, I bring LeBron James in, 
you know, and this time, you know, um, you know, they, they fired LeBron James because, you know, um, he went to Miami Heat and everybody was burning his jerseys and stuff, you know. But um, he was like, um, you know, we at the time he was on Cleveland and it was like, yeah, we bring LeBron James in. He signed basketballs for us, We, you know, and we sell him for $25,000. We pay him 100 k and he come in and just sign basketballs for about an hour. <laughs> you know, and you look at it and you add up, that money adds up because I'm pretty sure he signed more than one basketball. Right. Right. But make a long story short, the guy was like, you know what, you should try out for the NBA D-League. And I'm like, NBA D-League, what's that? He was like, it's a minor league for uh, professional basketball players that don't want to go to college, but just focus on going to the NBA. And uh, man, I looked it up, man. And the guy prophesied to me, man. I don't know if you know what prophesying is. Prophesying is when somebody tell you something that's going to occur before it happens. Mm -hmm. And um, he told me, he was like, man, um, you're going to get to a point in your life where you're going to lose car sales. And you're going to have to turn to basketball. This is something that's needed to do. And, you know, I went home. At the time being, I was married. I told my wife what happened. Uh, my wife was just like, you know, that's crazy. You know, you're making all this money, you know, right, don't right. do it, you know. Right. right. So I go back to my job. I listen to her. Man, tell me why I went from going to my job. I was sitting in the trucks and I kept thinking about what this man was saying. We were sitting in the trucks because the car, how the car lot was, the trucks is the position where the cars hit first. So all salesmen sit in the, in the trucks to try to catch the customer. Right. And I'm sitting in the truck and I'm thinking about what this guy said. I'm looking and I'm like, man, it's got to be more to my life. But man, I'm comfortable right now. I'm happy, man. I have money in my pocket. I just bought me a new um, iPad. Um, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the wife is nice. You know, we're going eating different places, red lobster, different things that I never went to. Why should I come out my comfort zone? Right. You know what I mean? To... Um, to dive in something that's new that I never even seen, something that's new that's I never even experienced. And um, you know, I kept going, days kept going by. Um, I wouldn't sell no more cars. The first month I went from selling maybe five cars. Um, we have a commission base. They loan us fifteen hundred dollars, but we have to make over that fifteen hundred dollars. I was barely making over that fifteen hundred dollars. I was selling minis, and minis they pay you $100 on. So I was barely making over that. Um, then the second month came by. I was only selling one car. The manager pulled me to the side, and he was like, man, what is going on? Because, you know, you're the top salesman. <laughs> you know, I make money off of you, you know. What's going on? If it's anything I can help you with, you know, and I'm just like, man, you know, it's, it's okay. I don't know what's going on. I'm getting... People with bad credit scores, you know. I mean, I, I'm used to getting people from 800 to 900 credit scores. I'm getting people with 400 credit scores. Right. I don't know what's going on. We can't get them done. We usually get them done. We can't get them done. Mm -hmm. So, man, I said, you know what? I went home. I told my wife. I said, um, you know what? I'm really thinking about pursuing in this basketball. And the crazy thing about it is... Um, down the street, it was a gym called Golden Gym, and I would see this gym. I would see this gym all the time, and the sign would be lit up, bright, bright yellow letters, man. And um, it was this guy named Rick there, man. And I said, you know what? How about I quit my job, 
work out, get a job at Golden Gym. Mm -hmm. I'll be able to work out for free. I'll be in a positive atmosphere where I will lose the weight. And I will, and I will be able to, you know what I mean? Make some money. Right. Yeah. Or if it's like, all right, cool. If you're going to do that, that's fine. As long as the bills is paid. Long as, I, long as you still can take me to Red Lobster every now and then, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> so right. I went there, man. And, um, man, I filled out an application. Rick told me, he said, man, you can get this job. You, I, I know I know you're going to get I know that the high man. I'm going to get you hired. I'm 450 pounds, man. I signed the application and interviewed me. I, I was overqualified. They listened to me. They said, man, this dude, dude, why are you leaving your job? You know, you you got all these these placards. You brought all these placards in everything. Behind closed doors, they told Rick, they said, I can't hire him because he's 450 pounds. And he would demote the customers. He would, disgrace, he would be a disgrace to our gym. Wow. He's not representing positive by being 450 pounds. You know how that made me feel? He told him, he said, man, this guy, but this guy is trying out for the NBA D-League. This guy is 450 pounds. He's not going to make it to the NBA D-League. He's not even going to lose that. It's guys that come in here all the time that don't even lose 450. They're 300 pounds and can't even lose 300 pounds. Right, right. So what makes you think this guy is going to lose 450 pounds? That is hard to lose. That's a lot of weight. Right. Man, he came and told me the truth, and the guy had tears in his eyes, man. And the guy was like, he was a God-fearing man. He was like, bro... He was like, man, I'm so sorry, man. He says, bro, he said, man, they, they told me this, they told me that. And um, he was like, we can't hire you. Now, I ain't quit my job already because he guaranteed me he can get the job. All right. I tried to go back to my job and say, hey, can I get back? Can I get back my job? They was like, we already replaced you. Your desk is full. You're going to have to wait. So God put me in a position where I had to fully focus. I went a whole year without working. I was making money off of my gigs, off of drumming. So I went a whole year without working, man. And um, I remember the first year, I didn't even lose the weight. I didn't even see a pound drop off of me. And I didn't know what was going on. And I was just like, man, this is impossible. But it was like that second year... Everything just dropped off of me. How do you keep going after working out a year and not seeing those type of results that you want to? Man, just believing, man. Believing, man. Um, I wanted to prove everybody wrong. I wanted to, man. I remember going there to the gym, man, and and I didn't. I I was I, I was afraid to get on the gym the gym machines because I was worried about what people would see and what people would think, and I'm seeing all these fit people and I'm like, man, you know, I want to look like that, and I just kept pushing. I remember I was telling myself, man, I would come home, I'll come home, man, I cry to my wife, man, no lie, um, I'll cry to my wife and be like, man, I gotta get better, I gotta, I gotta lose this weight, I gotta lose this weight, and um. I kept praying, man. I kept praying. And that second year, the second year, I remember, um, I didn't weigh myself for like three months. And I got on the scale. The scale said 350. And I was just ecstatic, man. Right. I was just like, oh, my God, this can't be true. And I knew my clothes was getting big on me. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it was like I wasn't happy with myself, so I didn't see it. Right. But other people would be like, man, keep working. You're doing good. 
And then after that, it was like, it just start pouring off, man. So it's go time, right? Just go time, go yeah. time. And um, I remember, I remember I was like, all right, I'm 350. I'm getting ready to see this scale because they had the scale where you got to move it and stuff. And sometimes I, I'd be tipping in and it doesn't mean nothing, you know, you're like, <laughs> it ain't going to go nowhere. Right. But, um, man, I said, okay, it's go time. So I was like, all right, I'm getting 330. My weight would go down to four, 345. Then it shoot back up. And it shoot up to 355. And I'm like, oh, man, okay. I got to do more. I got to get more in the sweat room. I got to spend more, maybe five more minutes. So it was a point in time where I was spending 15 minutes in the sweat room. They say you're only supposed to spend 10 minutes. I was spending 15 minutes in the sweat room. I was working out in the sweat room. I was doing push-ups and sit-ups in the sweat room. And it got to the point where it was like 330. I said, okay, I'm going to see 315. Man, I kept working, kept working. It took me two months. I got 315. Then it was like one big one, man. This I remember this was the most accomplished thing I ever seen, man, in my life. I said, man, when I get to 300, I said, man, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice, man. And I remember getting on that scale. And I remember that scale saying 300, man. Man, I, took, I still got the picture of it. I took a picture of it, man. I was so excited, man. I was so excited. A whole year, another year went by. I fell off. Um, I don't know how I fell off, but I got you know demotivated. I, I just didn't get motivated. And so where did you wait? Where did your weight go back to? The, my weight went point? back to three twenty five. Okay. And when it went back to three twenty five, I just was like, man, I can't get back to that way again. Right. So man, I met this guy named Joe. We worked out for six months. He was like, man, you need to do this more. You need to do this more. I'm like, okay. I was humble. I listened to him. And, um, man, I couldn't even bench 300 pounds. He got my bench pressing all the way to 500 pounds. Um, after that, man, I saw my weight to jump back to 310. Then I saw my weight jump back to 300. Then when I passed 300, right now as I am, I saw my weight drop drop down to 272. That's what's up, man. And I'm 272 now. That's what's up, man. So it's like, now it's like my goal is to be 265. And I'm not letting myself go back. Right. I got to get this. I, it's something that I got to do. It's something I got to accomplish. You know, people tell me, oh, you look skinny or, or you shouldn't do it. No. I know where I need to be to right. reach my goals, to reach my <clears> dreams. <throat> and man, you know... That's how this all happened. It's there, man. <laughs> that's perseverance. Wow. That's a that's a commendable story, man. And 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 kudos to you for I appreciate that. for taking on the task of having a goal and trying to achieve it. Um, that's something that is often overlooked. We get um, busy with day to day things. Um, everything that we're doing in our lives is important to the person that does them. Right. So we still have to be mindful of progression. We can't get caught just treading water. Man. If you if you if you have goals and you know what you want to do, you're you're better suited for the battle. Um, the things I like to do definitely is you know I like to find out something new I want to do, figure it out. And work my way to it. Mm -hmm. um, this being one of those things. 
Um, this is probably going to be one of the last podcasts that we shoot um, with this setup. Um, big week coming up next week, guys. Man. We've got new equipment coming. I can't wait. We've got um, some new ideas. I know we got some skits we're going to do for you guys. Just a lot of stuff um, in the works. It's the fourth quarter of the year. Yeah. Um, we're going to close it out 2017 hard and strong, just like MJ. When he's lathered up, you don't want to see him with his back <laughs> to the basket because he might go right, he might go left. Right. Either way, he's going he's to going win. To the basket. That's right. <laughs> we're going to close out 2017 strong, and we're going to open up 2018 with a lot of things that I know you guys are going to enjoy. Um, anything else we got? What do you got, Ty? Man, I just... John Jordan. You know I mean that 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 was a man. That's a that's a great story, and I think lots of people will benefit from thank hearing you, that I story. That. And I, I thank you, man, for you know taking courage to you know tell that story. But you know uh, the things that we go through, man, is sometimes you got to go through that just to help the the next person. Man, man. you got to go through it. You know, and man, I just thank you, man, for uh, coming on, telling that story. Man, I appreciate you know, it, man. and uh, man, I, I just I was like, keep grinding. Anything you want to leave the listeners with? Any shout outs that you have? Um, man, you know, I just want to just be able, man, to tell everybody, man, that whatever you put your mind to, whatever you want to do in life, you can accomplish it. Um, just stay strong. You know, block the haters out, man. Block the the dream killers out, man. And um, just listen to, you know, your heart, man. Whatever is your heart is telling you, just go and do it. That's all. Guys, that's all we got for you this evening. We'll be back next week with another edition of Intentional Dangerfield Podcast. Until then, hey, do your thing. Be strong. Love your people. And take care of your business. With that, Todd, take us to church. <laughs>